black helicopter crowd notion. The tyranny is always lurking just around the corner. It's crazy, but now they're right. Black helicopter crowd really is upset. The people are stupid and they're drunk. There'll be a revolution and they're going to lose. There are too many guns and too many people ready to fight them. I am a man of peace, but we have gangsters running this country. Criminals, gangsters. We're normal. We see total criminal takeover, the death of freedom. It is the most corrupt, degenerate, criminal government in American history. I'm trying to awaken people, but look at the morons around you. They're zombies. joining the online studio you are unmuted and can speak with the host hey everybody what's good welcome to the podcast this is wbhn and jay i'm your host raven and this is episode 165 and i am back we are back and this is episode 165 titled deadly legacy and for the next hour we're coming to you live from WBHN Podcast Studios, deep in the heart of Monmouth County, New Jersey. And today we're going to be talking about an article about communicating deep into the future. How would one do that? We've got the topic regarding nuclear waste, disposing of it properly, considering these things need to be stored for a millennia, essentially. How do you leave warnings and messages to the future? We don't know what's going to happen 5,000, 10,000, 300,000 years from now. I'm recording this intro after the fact that I've done the episode. So we're going to be talking about that today. And I, I end up drawing a parallel between... I, I drew a parallel between the Black Mountain in Australia. We'll talk a little bit about that as well. And I mean, that's all. That's all we got on deck for today. You're going to have a a big show notes section to take all these links that I talk about during the episode. But I hope you enjoy it. This is my grand return to the podcast. Put the podcast on hold for a while. And uh, we are back though. And we are going to keep doing this. The podcast lives on. So let's jump right into things. All right, we got an article right here from the BBC.com. How to build a nuclear warning for 10,000 years time. This was written by Mark Pising, August 3rd, 2020. So this is a really interesting article. So nuclear waste. Humans have been around, what, 300,000 years? Something like that. And we have nuclear waste with a half-life that is way beyond that. Well beyond All right, so I'm going to read some excerpts of this. You can check out the article. I'll put the link in the show notes. It's definitely a long read, so I won't go through everything. I'll just go over some of the highlights. The nuclear waste buried far beneath the earth will be toxic for thousands of years. How do you build a warning that can be understood in the far future? This is is a great question. Think about that. God only knows what will happen in time. Let's just talk about another 300,000 years. Right? Let's talk about that. The waste, nuclear waste is going to remain longer than 300,000 years. So how can we communicate this message to the future? Like think about hieroglyphics. People still don't understand. They find things in archaeological sites that they can't decipher. These things exist as as little as 2,000 years. 
ago, let alone 300K. I got a quote here. This place is not a place of honor. No highly esteemed dead is commemorated here. Nothing valued is here. What is here was dangerous and repulsive to us. This message is a warning about danger. Sounds crazy, right? Sounds like something written in the past, and it's still innocuous. We really wouldn't know what exactly that's referring to. It's almost mysterious. Think about that. It, it, it almost makes it so you would be curious to see firsthand what is actually actually there. You tell a human not to open a door, not to look over there, not to read that book, not to eat that f- fruit off the tree, no matter what, the person's going to do it. The nature of humans. I, for one, can, can use myself as an example. I've always wanted what I couldn't have in life, especially with women, but with anything. So that quote, it sounds like a curse or something. This place is not a place of honor? Like, okay. It sounds like a curse, honestly. Was dangerous and repulsive to us. So this is what you'd expect, like an ancient burial mound, something to uh, protect the site. But even an ancient burial mound, wouldn't that be... That would be highly esteemed. Dead. Being commemorated there. Anyway, let's speed things up. That is an actual message that's intended to mark the site of the Waste Isolation Pilot Project, WIPP, that has been built 2,000 feet below, down through stable rocks, beneath the desert of New Mexico. This huge complex of tunnels and caverns is designed to contain the military's most dangerous nuclear waste as I said earlier this waste will remain lethal longer than the 300,000 years human beings have walked across the surface of the planet it's mind blowing WIPP is currently the only licensed deep geological disposal repository in operation in the world a similar facility is scheduled to open sometime in the next five years in Finland. So this facility is scheduled to become at full capacity sometime in the next 10 to 20 years. The caverns will be collapsed and sealed with concrete and soil. This this reminds me of... Now I might look it up real quick. This reminds me of something really fascinating in Australia. What was it? The Black... I want to say it was like the Black Mountain... Alright, so I'm just going to give you a quick little read-through on this Wikipedia page for Black Mountain National Park. This is in Australia, Queensland. So interesting. I want to check this place out one day in life. A mass of granite boulders, some the size of houses. The absence of soil between the boulders and rocks create a maze of gaps and passages which can be used to get inside the mountain. The rocks can become extremely hot. The area has a bad reputation. People have been gone exploring and gone missing. And even people that go searching for them have dis- disappeared. Why Why do I uh, bring that up? Because as I said, 
The main feature is a mass of granite boulders. Some are huge. And it seems like they were piled there neatly. And that maybe maybe there was something from a past civilization similar. Look into that. We might get into Black Mountain more. This is interesting. But I look at a picture of this. I'll put the link to this wiki in the, the show notes. But it, it is, I'm looking at a picture now, and it's literally nothing but rocks, boulders, piled up on top of each other. Like, how does something like that naturally form? Maybe something similar was, but I'm, see, right here, this is where I'm just kind of drawing parallels to something seemingly unrelated. But let's get back to our topic. So these caves uh, or caverns are going to be collapsed, sealed with concrete and soil. They are going to be sealed shut. The sprawling complex of buildings that currently mark the site will be raised, and its place will be our society's largest conscious attempt to communicate across the abyss Abyss of 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 time. At the center of this, they're going to be placing a monumental do not enter sign, which will actually be a room. It won't be a sign per se. It won't be a big billboard up there. But it'll be a room containing information about the site. And you never know where humanity's going to go. We could be wiped out. And a new... In 300,000 years. Just think of life in the last 2,000 years. How many different civilizations have emerged? How many have been able to understand everything of the past ways of other cultures? There's a lot we don't know still about so much of history hieroglyphics in Egypt are still being deciphered there's still debate on what the meaning of some of the characters are there's still debate on a lot of these things so who knows is 300,000 years in the future is English going to be a thing is it still going to be understood is any current language that's something to think about no society, no civilization has lasted really very long in the grand scheme of things. So what happens when there's a new language? So there's a lot of questions. How do you protect people from the future from wandering in and, and opening up a drum of toxic waste? So, like, this is crazy. So after the underground tunnels are sealed completely with concrete and soil, they're going to construct huge 25-foot tall granite columns marking the four-square-mile outer boundary of the entire site. That's bigger than some towns. Where I live at the Jersey Shore, some of these towns are one square mile. And inside this perimeter, this four-square-mile perimeter surrounded by huge columns 25 foot too inside this perimeter there is an earth berm what is an earth berm i gotta look that up okay so an earth berm i'm guessing is something that's like a a room or let's say a structure that's somewhat underneath the ground pictures i'm seeing of a bermed home is like a, a hill with like a door into it kind of if that makes any sense But this is crazy. So somewhere in the middle of that perimeter, you're going to have some sort of interesting structure that you can go into. 10 foot tall earth berm, 100 feet wide. So I guess this is going to mark the repository's actual footprint. 
So it's going to be a perimeter, and then below where all the caverns once were that are filled, it's going to have something directly over top of it, which will be inside that another square of granite columns. So that's the crazy thing. Go inside, you're going to find a room with info about the site. Now, if it becomes un unreadable, there'll be another buried 20 feet below, another barrier. Detailed inf info about the WIPP will be stored in many archives around the world on special paper, stamped with the instruction that it must be kept for 10,000 years, which is simply the arbitrary length of the site's license, which the nuclear waste will last well beyond that. And this landscape design that I described is partly influenced by science fiction, nuclear physicists, engineers, anthropologists, sci-fi authors, artists, etc. have come together to kind of figure out a way to give this warning. The warn of our deadly legacy. Us, current humanity, current civilization has created all this nuclear waste. Not, not past civilizations, not the Native Americans, not the Aztecs, not the Egyptians, not the Greeks, not the Romans. No, current, advanced, modern man, the most civilized man, has created this deadly legacy. Drums of toxic waste, barrels, as far as the eye can see that will destroy anyone that comes in contact with it directly. So trying to create this plan, this strategy, some of the things that were discussed was uncover the site with a forest of massive concrete thorns. It's insane to think about. Create a uh, self-perpetuating atomic priesthood using legend and ritual to create fear around the site for generations. Another possible idea that, that wasn't used. Breeding cats that would change color when exposed to radiation. And then hopefully this would create the idea that if your cat changed color, to run away, to run if their cats change color. And I guess those aren't really the most practical ideas. But this is just one of a number of suggestions that help hopefully inform the future, uh, humans of the future to make informed decisions like don't open this radioactive barrel of nuclear sludge but it's similar to a huge prehistoric mound Silbury Hill near Stonehenge think about that more than 4,000 years old it's highly debated what is it no one really knows is it an ancient marker like what about those things we know that we've that we have that we discovered that humanity has discovered. Like people are still trying to figure out what's underneath some of the pyramids. There's still ancient areas that are sealed off to people that we can't get into. And is it wise? It's sealed up for a reason. I guess we kind of suppose... I guess we suppose that maybe in the past they're sealing off treasure, but maybe they were sealing off something similar. But I mean, we're just we're just thinking out loud here. But it's called nuclear semiotics is the uh, is the field. So it's a tough job. It is difficult. These are some of the best and brightest, some of the most intelligent people out there.
A study by the International Atomic Energy Agency found that even today, as little as 6% of the world's population may recognize the symbol for radiation. In the future, they might not know what we're talking about. Another study found that the meaning of the thousand-year tsunami stones in northeast Japan is still understood. The problem is that some locals chose to ignore the warnings and build in areas vulnerable to tsunamis. And of course, that came back to haunt them. The consequences in 2011, earthquake and tsunami. I believe that's the earthquake that destroyed the Fukushima power plant, spilling all nuclear material into the water of the world. Brussels-based artist and researcher Cecile Massart thinks that for science to be future to be future-proof, they need to be part of a nuclear culture with its own monuments, markers, and rituals. At the moment, there's only that symbol, the radioactive symbol. So, Massart, she imagines a creative lab housed in a series of metal cones and domes built above the waste repository. It would bring together musicians, archaeologists, writers, economists, artists, biologists, poets of each new generation to work on the markers needed to transmit the memory of the memory to the next generation, she says. In 2011, U.S. artists Brian McGovern, Wilson, and Robert Williams, professor of fine arts at the University of Cumbria, went further. They explored the power of atomic folk objects, costumes, objects, and rituals intended to create an oral tradition around the sites of Cumbria's nuclear coast so that they will never be forgotten. Think about that, that deep past. Think about the past. Oral traditions, the beginning of all uh, before writing, before people really even created that method of communication, oral communication existed. And looking back, we look and look down on it and say that's so primitive. But that will stand the test of time. James Pearson says you don't have to try to scare people away by looking menacing and symbolizing danger. He also says the most successful approach would be to have a number of systems that complement each other, such as a combination of physical markers with info about the site stored in numerous archives. It means that you have defense in depth. If one archive is maintained or there's a fire, then you have backups. So again, when you think of that steel barrel, yellow drum, with the black symbol of radiation like you see at some camps in Fallout 76 something like that less than 6% of the world's population may recognize it maybe and that's that's not a good number so to end this in closing it's also about trying to integrate the facilities into future societies rather than scaring people away you don't have to try to scare people away by looking menacing and symbolizing danger, like what's currently planned for the WIPP. You need to just simply try to inform people of what's there so they can make an informed decision for themselves. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be back with more of the show. Hey, it's Raven, host of WBHNNJ, 12 to 3 p.m. Eastern. 
which is also broadcast live right here on The First TV. Every day I'm here to keep you up to speed on the most important stories and information you need to know in your very, very busy life. And if you're always on the go and you just want to stay connected, download our daily podcast and take it with you. It's a great way to get up to speed on what you need to know and stay informed on what legacy media may not tell you. Just visit WBHNNJ.com and click on the link of the podcast or subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcast. Today is the beginning of the shoot era of Black Helicopter News. The only way to have fun is to take the gloves off. Screw it. If I offend them, oh well. What I am going to do is call it down the line every single week. I love conspiracies. I love talking shit. So damn it, I'm not giving up the podcast. Hell no. I'm doubling down and going the other way. Bring it on. program to bring you this terrifying report. It was almost as if it were a planned implosion. It just pancaked. Jane, what more can you tell us about the Salomon Brothers building and its collapse? New York very much a city still in chaos. The phones are not working properly. The subway lines are not working properly. The sky now black with smoke in front of us, just across the Tigris River here. This is shock and awe, Tom, for the population of Baghdad. And indeed. The people you liberate will witness the honorable and decent spirit of the American military. Either you are with us or you are with the terrorists. Come on. It is a big idea, a new world order. I love my dad. I'd kill for him. I'd go to prison for him because I love him so much. I love Bill Clinton. What does that make Hillary Clinton to the Bush family? <laughs> My sister-in-law. When you are subverting the power of government, that, that's a fundamentally dangerous thing to democracy. What do you think of Edward Snowden? I think he's a traitor. Obama is the one that kills the U.S. troops if the Russians bomb any of them. Obama is the one that put them in harm's way. Obama is the one using them as human shields. It is the most corrupt 
degenerate criminal government in American history. I'm here to warn people. You keep telling me to shut up. This isn't a game. that have taken your asses out in this building right now. We're armed to the teeth, and we're not scared. You got that, you sons of bitches? In 2012, your agency was saying, quote, the Salafists, the Muslim Brotherhood, and Al-Qaeda in Iraq are the major forces driving the insurgents in Syria. Mm -hmm. In 2012, the U.S. was helping coordinate arms transfers to those same groups. And why did you not stop that? Why didn't you come forward before? What were you waiting for? Well, for you, Inspector, I needed you. I had this feeling that everything was connected. We're all part of it. Are we ready for it? You're listening to Black Helicopter News. And now, on the lighter note, here's what's making him. And we're back. So, yeah, that's the question for today. This episode is a good starter pack to getting back to podcasting talk about one nice little story i got some some little stories and things to cover on the next episode but let's just keep it simple and kind of try to keep with a theme for this one how would you communicate deep into the future the pyramids i don't know what is that two thousand four thousand years ago we still can't even decipher everything so how could we please let me know in the comments let's continue this discussion I like the idea of, similar to the Black Mountain of Australia, which is supposedly a natural formation, taking a lot of rocks, huge boulders that are really difficult to lift, even with machinery, and pile them on top of each other. Because think about in the last 2000, 2,000 years, how many civilizations rose and fell, how many had risen, and how many had fallen, and how many different languages, how many forgotten languages... So, on this topic, I wanted to research a little more. I found something else, this discussion going on on uh, stackexchange.com. But the big thing is redundancy. You want to have multiple. And there goes the fan of the MacBook Pro. As you can tell on a side note, I've got the AC and fan off in here. I'm putting quality first. But uh, redundancy apparently is it. You want this message in multiple different mediums and areas. Any single message is vulnerable to destruction for any method of transmission. Make as many copies as you can. That way you have a better chance that at least one will survive. It still may be impossible. Recorded history goes back 6,000 years. The earliest known permanent settlements go back less than 9,000. So communicating to humans 10,000 years in the future may be impossible let alone 50,000, let alone 300,000. So it just seems the alternative is to bury the material in as inaccessible place as possible and just assume and hope for the best that any other future civilization will be able to discover and uncover it that they would also be able to understand and detect the danger posed. But this is what I, and this is just a rehash of what we said. This is their answer. Granite monuments, 25 feet high, etched messages, an information center, and two storage rooms with similar granite markings buried throughout the complex. Same messages on different 
materials, granite, aluminum, oxide, clay, and place this info in various archives around the world. How do you assure the message could be understood? So they're apparently going to put this in six different languages. They give an example on this uh, they're discussing here. Egyptian tombs. An Egyptologist might properly translate the text, but not take it seriously. A warning threatening bodily harm due to invisible forces. Yeah, it just makes it seem like they're hiding something really interesting. It's like, oh, there's a delicious secret behind this door that said it's forbidden. If you go in, you will die. It's like, what? I need to get in there. What are you hiding? It's treasure, isn't it? The presence of the tomb encourages desecration, either just for archaeologists investigating or somebody trying to reuse the building materials for modern constructions. So that's why they're saying each component should be made with things of little value, like soil and concrete. It's not like this golden building. Like, oh, let's uh, tear this place apart. Let's melt this gold down. No, it's got to be made of something with very little value. This was interesting. They said they decided against keep out messages with scary faces because they didn't work with museums and such because uh, it makes you... It makes the burial goods seem valuable. It makes whatever's being hidden is seems more valuable. So they did include faces with horror and sickness, but horror. Hmm. Now I wanna I wanna see what does nuclear waste even look like. See now, let me just search this up. What I think they should use pictures of a uh, vault boy from. Fallout 76. I'm so curious. What is nuclear waste and what do we do with it? I see this here. The electricity generated from nuclear reactors results in small amount of waste. has been managed responsibly since the dawn of, of nuclear power. So if it produces very little, why are there barrels of nuclear waste as far as the eye can see? Especially since it's not one of the main sources of energy. Alright, let's see this. This seems interesting and an intelligent fact for you. Since the dawn of civil nuclear power, nuclear waste has never caused harm to people. The popular misconception is that because certain parts of nuclear waste remain radioactive for billions of years, then the threat must be stained for that period. However, this is not the case whilst remaining weakly radioactive for a few hundred thousand years. The radioactivity from the main component of the waste, which could cause health problems, will have decayed to safe levels within a few hundred years. It says these repositories that would store don't pose a threat because the quantity of materials that would be found in the environment in the event of a leak would be very small and it would make no difference to the natural environment or future humans because the environment we live in is naturally radioactive is naturally as well as the human body is naturally radioactive seriously i mean i've been called toxic before but <laughs> no hold on see this is leading us down rabbit holes i kind of like this let me see are humans radioactive Yes, our bodies are naturally radioactive because we eat 
drink and breathe radioactive substances that are naturally present in the environment? We emit... Oh, God, you're getting a lot of links in the show notes. This is a very informative one. So I kind of like this. All right, folks. I'm not going to get into this deep new web page right here, but it's got questions. How much radiation is emitted from a human body that produces penetrating gamma radiation that can escape is a radioactive isotope of potassium called potassium-40. It gets deep into that. Can you measure the amount of radio radiation in your body? Someone said they had a high hair. This is on this webpage, hps.org. Hair analysis indicated high level of uranium in my hair. What could cause this? Jesus, the average person ingests about two... I don't even know what that symbol is, but they ingest one fifteen thousandth of an ounce of uranium in food and water every day. One or two percent of that is absorbed. It's usually absorbed through the gut, usually excreted, but a tiny amount is excreted through the hair. It's perfectly normal, and it gets even more deep into that. They've got a reference. Wow. This is properly cited. All right, so today you are going to... That's your homework for tonight, folks. Think of some creative ways that you can communicate either 5,000, 10,000 years into the future, 300,000. Take your pick. All those options are going to be equally impossible. How? So in your show notes, you're going to get this hps.org, our body's radioactive webpage link. You're going to get what is nuclear waste and what do we do with it, worldnuclear.org. But um, a couple side notes before we go. Use nuclear fuels kept in wet or dry storage facilities before being recycled or disposed of. When used fuels taken out of a reactor, it's both hot and radioactive and requires storage and water to allow it to, to, allow it to cool. So I'm seeing pictures of it underwater in barrels. So you're going to get that, that website. And the stackexchange.com, in addition to the original article... The stack exchange is interesting, too, to run through. We hit all the highlights, but just for your personal knowledge. But I like this full this full message that they give, the one I read a little bit of earlier, where it's like, uh, where it was talking about this is not a place of honor. But that was just a highlight of it. It's actually a little longer message. It's like this place is a message and part of a system of messages. Pay attention to it. That's just so vague. Sending this message was important to us. We considered ourselves to be a powerful culture. The danger is in a particular location. It increases toward a center. The center of danger is here, below us. The danger is still present in your time as it was in ours. It can kill. The form of the danger is an emanation of energy. It's only unleashed if you disturb this place physically. This place is best shunned and left uninhabited. And then they had their atomic priesthood idea, genetic coding the messages into cats. The, a lot of these seem impractical. Here's some thoughts someone said. It must be interesting to pass on, like the story of Atlantis. That has lingered, that story, for 3,500 years. Another thought, make it into a religion. I guess that takes into account the atomic priesthood. 
build a whole society on a message. Wow, here's some other projects to look up. Links on that Stack Exchange page. Memory of Mankind Project has an estimated lifespan of 100,000 years, storing information on inscribed stone tablets, storing them in a salt mine in Austria. Rosetta Project. And I'm going to send you a PDF document, a link to it. The Sandia Report. Expert judgment on inadvertent human intrusion into the waste isolation pilot plant. Uh, table of contents. Pot- potential future societies. It's it's fascinating. This is a whole nother deep dive, which I think we did enough of today. But you you also get this 119 page PDF file. This is a deep dive today, though. Thank you for staying with us. So the show notes will be released. I'll update the show notes, but I'll put the episode out first. So if you don't see the show notes right away, you will at some point uh, following. And uh, we'll just conclude with the Black Mountain in Australia. Could that be what, like, what could be buried underneath that? Huge mountain of rocks. What could form them neatly stacked on top of each other? What could lift them? But I think that could be your solution to nuclear waste disposal. Build yourself an artificial mountain over it. A little more information on the Black Mountain. It's similar to the Bermuda Triangle with disappearances. Indigenous people around there warn others to not go in it. That could be like the atomic priesthood. Don't go in there. It says, for me, it's a sacred site. If you go there, you'll get very, very sick. This is so similar. I think we have created a parallel. It says they're being tormented by the spirits of our ancestors. The mysterious mountain dubbed Australia's Bermuda Triangle, Daily Mail. Aboriginal tales describe the mountain as a haunted place, home to evil spirits and demons. Stories abound of people, horses, whole mobs of cattle disappearing into the labyrinth of rocks, never to be seen again. Beneath the outer boulders lies a maze of passages and chambers enticing explorers. In the dark interior, sheer drops, pockets of bad air, or unexpected encounters with snakes or bats could cause panic and injury into this underworld. People have been injured and died trying to climb the Black Mountain. To get to the top, it said you're going to need about 200 calculated jumps. If you fail, you'll fall within. It's such pilots report aircraft turbulence, magnetic effects, similar to the Bermuda Triangle. Let me see what time it is. I got to get out of here. We're running out of time, folks. Anyway, so a lot of good pictures there. So I'm going to send these all to you. I never got to see what did nuclear waste look like. Let me see if there's a picture online. I'm just curious. I'm seeing the cross section of a barrel. Hard to describe. It looks like unstirred paint. All right, folks, we're going to get out of here. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for welcoming me back. And uh, more episodes coming. So... Take care, folks, for WBHN and J. I'm Raven, signing off.
Well, that's going to wrap things up from the WBHN New Jersey podcast studio. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Black Helicopter News. We sure do hope you enjoyed it. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast, to the show, wherever you listen to podcasts. Share this show with family, friends, and loved ones. You can follow us on social media, Black Helicopter News on Facebook, President Zen One on Twitter and Instagram. Once again, thank you for listening. Until next time, I'm Andrew Robinson signing off.